Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Maybe Baby episode 7. I'm Kate Lawler. I'm 25 weeks pregnant and the man opposite me is fully responsible. Oh, guilty. Yeah, <laughs> like a bit of Brent there. It's your auntie's favourite baldy. It's Bodge. If you were an auntie's favourite baldy, you'd be their second after Ross Kemp. Really? Yeah. The Kempmeister? No. Big K? Just no. The Rostafarian? Did you just make that up? Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Where were we? Rostafarian. What? <laughs> Rostafarian. It's half past ten. We're talking about Rostafarian. This is a podcast about us having a child. Um, in this week's episode, we reveal the gender of our baby. You probably already know. Well, no, they may not know. Of course okay. they know. Not everyone follows you on Instagram, right? <laughs> not everyone has Instagram. Not everyone cares, okay? They might follow me. They might be there for the baking. Oh, what? Have you not announced what the gender is? Probably not. I don't use it, do I? <laughs> Yes, you do use Instagram. Why are you being like that? Fleetingly. Anyway, more on why we found out, which is always important, how Kate surprised me with her own personal gender reveal and how we're both feeling about having a son or daughter. But first, I had my 25-week appointments uh, this week and I finally met my midwife. Her name is Flo. You got to give me that, Flo. MC Kai, flow. Who's that? What do you mean, who's that? Oh, the old garage guy. Yeah. You got to give me that flow. I know, you know, we know. Let's go. Two things we go can't on. get through the podcast without doing. Impressions of your mum and you emceeing. First time I met you, you said, don't ever, <laughs> ever emcee in front of me. Otherwise, I'll leave you. But you know what? Just like I slowly fell in love with you, I've slowly grown to love your MC voice. Do you know, the problem is, is you've opened the can of worms. Now I can't stop. Her name's Flo. You got to give me that Flo. I've got no idea what Flo looks like. She was wearing a mask, but it was lovely to be introduced. Um, I feel like I should tell you how the 25-week appointment went because this week we've kind of been like passing ships in the night. Yeah. How was it? How was your (laughs) first proper midwife appointment at the eighth time of asking? It was really lovely. Was it good? And the place that I'm now going to for all my midwife appointments is just up the road, a nice leisurely 10-minute walk. Handy. Uh, all's well on the baby front. Good. Uh, the heartbeat was very strong. Did they give you a BPM? They did. Go on. Have a guess. At the start, it was like 160. It was a solid drum and bass kind of pace. So, <laughs> yeah. Like that. And then now I reckon it's slowed down. I reckon garage pace. 136. <laughs> like that. Close, very close. I'm, so, I'm not a good beatboxer. So go on. Do you know what? You're better than me. It was 139 BPM. 139? Yeah. That's kind of like a baseline house. Go... <laughs> <laughs> All 
I reckon it's about that. And did you know that our baby is now the size of a head of cauliflower? Or if you're measuring in animals, a bunny. Or if you're measuring in sugar, a chocolate cake. Also, what? these are all things that could be different sizes, like remarkably get... different sizes. It's the size of a chocolate cake. Okay. What? What's? It's lovely. One tier, two tier, sponge. Why are you getting so stressed out about it? Not stressed. It makes me smile when I think, oh, the baby's the size of a cauliflower. It just makes me think our baby is a cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. Also, the weight of four jacket potatoes, which Come is quite on. misleading, isn't it? Come on, that's... Because how many times have you had a jacket potato and thought, do you know what? I'm very disappointed in the size of that jacket. How many times have you had a jacket potato and gone, that is a whopper, I'm never going to eat all that? Do you know what you should do next time you go to Sainsbury's? Go on. Just pop your belly on the weighing machine and see what you can kind of get away <laughs> with. Just like put in bananas. See how many bananas it... Do you know, that's more realistic than this bullshit on the internet. Oh, do you know what, babes? Get over it. <laughs> the same as two bags of onions which is 69p in our price promise what have you got against cauliflower i've got nothing against cauliflower why do you want it to be onions instead of cauliflower i just don't care i don't think our babies should be equated to vegetables they've got to equate it to something and they've actually been very nice and given us three different options you can do fruit and veg you can do sugar or you can do animals no you're right i'm being a prick <laughs> happy <laughs> Oh dear, I am happy considering we've done just over a week of lockdown, the sequel here in England. Doesn't feel like much of a lockdown, does it? It's like a 50% lockdown, it's not the same, is it? I mean, for us, we do, what, 90% of our shopping in a supermarket? Like, we don't, you know, I'm not banging at Primark's door crying and screaming because I can't get my £3 jogging bottoms. Like, we just go to the supermarket, so essentially everything is still open for us. That's a very good point. And coffee shops. But any food place, it turns out the only non-essential place on our local high street is Whistles. <laughs> Everywhere else was open. <laughs> Everywhere else. It was really nice. We walked up our local high street this morning and we were still able to get a takeaway. Big up to Ronnie's Calf, by the way, for putting a stack of coffee cup lids in a box for the customers to use to seal their own coffees with instead of placing their entire hand over the lid and over the hole that you put your mouth on to drink from. This is a real bugbear for you, isn't it? Disgusting! Right, you accuse me of being a germaphobe for washing my hands all the time and having like two showers a day if I go to work. And here's <laughs> you requesting a hazmat suit just to have a fucking oat latte. Hang on a minute, that is so over the top. It is massively over the top. I, I'm still scarred from the bloody barista at Pret, uh, who wiped his brow because he was hot and bothered, and then he picked up a lid, put it on my coffee, and his sweaty palm went all over the lid, over the mouthpiece, and then ex he expected me to drink from it. Do you not remember the message from Boris? Hands, face, space. I don't want your hands in my face Space. Not leaving space. I don't know what it means. If you go to space, make sure you bring your hands in your face. That's one of my COVID bugbears. We've all got them. So, of course, this week hasn't been without drama. Why would it be? We're getting the whole house renovated. Brilliant. First of all, we thought our house was falling down. We woke up on Sunday morning after the builders had been on Saturday and we noticed two huge cracks in the hallway ceiling. They weren't just tiny cracks. It looked like there'd been an earthquake. Yeah, like the house had moved. And it was just we were freaking out because... Obviously, we don't know what we're doing. And when you just see these big, jagged cracks in your ceiling, you think, this isn't good. So first of all, you asked Instagram. Worst thing I could have possibly done, because everybody on Instagram lost their shit. And they started saying, Kay, get out of your living room. Don't go in there. Get your pets to shelter. Your house is falling down. I mean, yes, we did kind of give them the assumption that these cracks had just appeared. Yeah. Then we found out, after calling our build around, yeah. he just laughed at us and said... Yes, the cracks have been opened up, ready for filling. Like, they're not actually cracks in the ceiling. And we were, like, hanging our heads oh, in shame. God. I like that, that he still brought those those props round. 
to like hold our house up, even though someone came around and said, you don't need these at all. But he's left them there for our benefit. He's like, if this makes them feel better, <laughs> if this makes the idiots feel better, just leave them there. Our house isn't falling down. What did fall down, though, is the kitchen ceiling because uh, for some reason, our washing machine is above the kitchen and the pipes below that were leaking. So our builder come round, he put his hand up into the ceiling. Fist. It went through it. <laughs> he punched the ceiling. It the ceiling came out. <laughs> they filled it in now. They forgot to put the insulation in. They had to come back. Uh... It's all good. The ceiling's good. The house isn't falling down. And we've just spent an extra 500 quid on light bulbs and fittings that we thought the electrician was going to buy us. That was an awkward yeah. conversation, wasn't it? Yeah. The electrician turned up on Monday and he said, right, where's all your spotlights and your fittings? And we were like, you've bought them, no? And he was like, no. And why would I buy them? I don't know what you like. And then it all became very apparent that we'd not bought anything. To be fair, do you not think he should have put that in his quote? Like, customer will buy the ceiling spotlights and fittings. Do you know what I like? He's got his two helpers, hasn't he? Bill and Ben. They're not called Bill and Ben. The Chuckle Brothers. They are a little bit chuckle. Fucking useless, the pair of them. But what I like is one of them is called Avi and he just keeps going, Avi! Avi! Tidy up! I, if I hear the word Avi again... <laughs> He'll go, Avi, go upstairs now. And then Avi's upstairs. He goes, what are you doing upstairs? Come downstairs. And Avi's just like panicky. <laughs> I swear he's just doing it just I a mess so of him. I feel so sorry for Avi. I feel sorry for he Avi. He speaks to him like shit, doesn't he? I think he's he's learning, isn't he? Constantly he's... having a go at him. Avi! So, the big moment. We are having... Who says it? I don't know. <laughs> Should we both do it? One, two, three. A, a go! Woo! That deserved a sound effect. We're having a go! There you go. I mean, if we were having a boy, we would cheer equally. I just want to make that yeah, of course. fact clear. Yeah. But, you know, you just cheer the news full stop, don't you? And I should point out, since we found out we were having a baby, all we could hope for was a happy, healthy child. That's yeah. all we ever wanted. 100%. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl, but it is a huge part of the pregnancy, I think, if you don't find out, because you're always going to be asked what you think you're having. You're always going to have people say... What would you prefer? You'll always guess whether you think it's a boy or girl. Do you think they ask what you prefer? I was asked that before we found out the gender. Really? And then you have people saying, you're all front, babes. You're having a boy. <laughs> Your ass is massive. You're having a girl. You've got one sit bigger than the other this week. Right. You're definitely having a boy. This is total nonsense, right? There's a 50-50 chance. Yeah. Okay, so someone's just getting lucky most of the time. That's mm. it. With yeah, their guesses. Exactly. But, but also, you kind of talk about it as much as you talk about who you think it will look like. Yeah. Like, will it have my personality or yours or a combination? Will it have light hair, dark hair? You talk about all of that. Yeah. And a lot of women go their whole lives wanting a girl or a boy. I don't know if men do the same. Do they do the same? Yeah, I reckon they must do. I don't know. I mean, 10, 15 years ago in that kind of pipe dream, and you're like, oh, one day when I have kids, I was always like, oh, you know, like a son to play football with and whatever else like that. But really, as soon as I found out you're pregnant, I couldn't care less. Like, I was happy. No, as in, like, I was happy with whatever came out. So why didn't you want to know the gender of our baby? So I went for lunch with uh, a friend of mine, and he was having his third child, and he said on the first two they'd found out, and he said on this one they didn't want to because it was one of the few bits of magic that was still left in life. So there's very few surprises nowadays, isn't there? Mm. Like, you know everything. Like if you want to find something out, you just Google it. So not knowing what gender you're going to have a baby, that's a, that's a surprise, isn't it? It's one of the few surprises left. I thought that was really nice. But then you just oh, steamrolled that idea. It. Yeah, so. now, you made me feel really bad. I wish, I wish I'd waited. Why did you kill the magic? I'm a nosy parker. I'm impatient. Nosy parker. I'm a nosy parker. I wanted to get used to the idea of whether we were having a son or daughter. I just, mm. I feel like 
finding out on the day you give birth it's just too much for me I'm a bit am I a control freak I just think I well it would I don't think I could have waited 40 weeks I mean waiting 12 weeks to tell our family was was bad enough I feel like you've been pregnant forever (laughs) and so I think if we were adding to the fact of not knowing if it's a boy or a girl I think having that bit of certainty is actually quite good I remember when we were in the doctor's surgery and the doctor said so do you definitely want to find out the gender and then we just both looked at each other and you just knew that you didn't have a choice yeah because I'm having your baby you owe me one yeah i mean this is this is definitely i had to work on you a lot to get this baby over the line so during this very tricky period you get to basically do whatever you want exactly which you are doing yeah taking the absolute piss at the moment what (laughs) can't do before i'm pregnant i've said it once i'll say it again you can't do me for it i'm preggers i messed up on insta didn't i yes you did i said she you penis yeah i had the the whole lawler female clan descend on me (laughs) It was like a wrath from God. You bloody let everyone know and you said she. I was like, fuck, how do I fucking do When was that? It was so long ago. I nearly I think, threw my phone out the window, I, I panicking. Think, I think it was the Hello magazine. When Hello came out straight away, your sister posted on Instagram saying, I'm going to be an auntie. And I think you posted like, she's going to love you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talking of family, both my sisters, so my big sister Kelly and my twin sister Karen, they've both got two boys. Yeah. I have four nephews. And I was convinced that I was going to have a boy. It wasn't. I was so convinced. Yeah, of course. And my little brother became a dad earlier this year to a little girl. So my mum finally got the granddaughter she so desperately wanted, which meant the pressure was kind of off me to have a girl, which was lovely. But because yeah. my parents have got four grandsons, I think everybody in my family wanted me to have a girl. What about your mum? Martin, what did she want? <laughs> there we go. There's the shout out to mum. She didn't care because she hasn't got any grandkids at all, has she? So she was just buzzing that we were having one. Yeah. (laughs) Let me ask you a question. What are you looking forward to about raising a daughter? I'm nervous about the responsibility of being parents, but I'm actually really excited about raising a happy, confident, strong, independent... Smart smart woman she's going to have so many more opportunities than she would have decades ago yeah and i feel like we've got so many more female role models out there now and empowering messages for women i just can't wait to let her decide for herself what she wants to do in life and what if she wants to become an astronaut like wouldn't that be awesome yeah it would be i mean we haven't got a space program so she'd have to go to america and then space but i suppose by the time she grows up we might actually just like colonize the moon or something hopefully so that might be like going to spain that would be ace she'd come to our on holiday on the moon who was your female role model growing up it was my drama teacher Ms. Ms. Doherty yeah. she let us call her Bridge she was really cool that's she came in immediately trans- cool isn't it she came in and transformed the drama department and she put on productions the most memorable being Cabaret I was classed as the MC welcome and bienvenue welcome and she was magnificent she kind of changed the way I looked at education and she took us to plays in the West End every week Fringe Theatre, we went to the National Theatre, we did, we saw, we saw hundreds of plays over the course of about three years. And she introduced me to meditation. We meditated at the beginning of class. Wow. I didn't know it was meditation, but we did that at the beginning of class and at the end of class. And I just had so much respect and admiration for this woman. But she was like our friend and I just absolutely idolised her. Yeah. Sorry, mum. Sorry, nan. Sorry, grandma. I feel bad not saying my mum or my nan or no, my no, grandma. No, no, Obviously, because... those three were incredibly important and influential in me. No, but I'm up. talking about external yeah. inspirations. Yeah. And I think that's amazing. I would love our little girl to have her own bridge because to have someone to have that kind of impact on your life that you still remember that 
you know, 30 years later mm. is amazing. How do you feel about raising a mini me? Because she's going to be like me, let's face it. Yeah, you have a very dominant personality. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that little combination of my sperm and your egg. My sperm is just taking a back seat and you're just like, right, this way. Um, honestly, as time went on and, you know, it became the, the choice of like just having a kid, then I was just like, I will take anything, right? Because, anything. you know... <laughs> She's ruining my emotional moment. Sorry. I love so you. So I'll take anything because like really the, it was the combination of us two and what would really kind of cement our you know relationship and take us on to the next bit. And yeah. that's kind of what I wanted. And when I found out it was a girl, so it was really interesting because I've probably thought more about having a son because it's the stuff you do anyway. Mm. It's like, oh, we'll play football in the park. Uh, I will watch football. And basically it'll just be football. Yeah, and then you kind of think about, okay, what is having a daughter like? And you realise it's actually none of those things. None of those things are important. You can watch football and play football with anyone, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't matter, a boy or a girl, yeah. right? It's about the relationship you build with that, that little person. And when you start to think of it in that way, when it's actually real and not just like a, just a, a scene, if you know what I mean, mm. then it just became, it just became really exciting. Also, one thing I've found out recently from like the last five years is that all my mates who have boys, all the boys are like really difficult. (laughs) Like they're really like, they're trying to burn stuff down and destroy things. And all the girls are absolute angels. So yeah, how do I feel about raising a little you? I mean, the thing is you're funny. You're such a big character. Like you, you know, you're the center of the room when you come in. So to have to deal with two of you is going to be great. Brilliant. Now I'm really looking forward. I'm really excited to see what kind of combination of us two she is. All my friends used to say to me, if you ever have a kid, you'd so have a boy. And I always thought to myself, yeah, I reckon if I were to have a baby, it would be a boy. I could see myself more with a boy than a girl. So much so that when we found out we were pregnant and we started thinking about names, I had a list as long as my arm of boy names. And we had hardly any, we didn't have hardly any, did we? Yeah. I think I convinced us both that we were having a boy. I was a little tomboy when I was a kid. Yeah, but you're not a tomboy now. No, I'm not. But as a teenager, all I wore was an orange umbro tracksuit. Orange umbro tracksuit? Did you manage Nottingham Forest? (laughs) I had an orange umbro t-shirt, not even a tracksuit. I lived when I was a teenager in navy jogging bottoms with a bright neon orange, tango orange umbro t-shirt. And I had the greasiest little fringe and my hair was always scraped back and I was always down the park playing football with my brother and his friends. <laughs> Did you used to go up to the lads and like punch them in the shoulder and go, all right, mate? Like that. <laughs> Just putting it on. No. No, fine. No. I mean, let's fast forward to when our daughter's a teenager. I'm scared of that. Are I am you? scared of that. On several reasons. One... I'm scared of any kids like puberty hormone, you know, when they're just like not talking to you anymore. You're just like, oh my God, we've bred a monster. And there's things that are just very private to a young girl growing up that she's not going to want to share with her dad. Do you know what it is? It's, it's more of a fear of just fucking things up. Do you have that as well? I just think to myself, I can't wait for her to do what I did to my dad. And come downstairs, aged 17, and my dad say to me, you are not going out dressed like that. And me going, see you later, dad. The taxi's waiting for me. I can't believe I have the audacity to even dress like that. We're Mm. talking tartan miniskirts and really cheap knee-high boots. It's funny, you would have been my type then as well, so... Oh, we've got such a long way to go till we get there, though. Yeah, let's not worry about the teenage years just yet. So, okay, tell everyone how you told me. So I was on my way home when I 
um, got the call from the doctor saying everything's okay. It's a healthy baby. That was the main thing, that everything was all right and that we had a really low chance of anything being wrong with the baby. Then she said, do you want to know what it is? And I said, it's a boy, isn't it? And she said, no, it's a girl. And I was so shocked. I had to call my best friend straight away. And she said, how are you going to tell Bodge? And I said, I don't know. She said, you know, he loves ice cream. Just surprise him with ice cream. It was either that or my other favourite thing, interpretive dance. <laughs> Shame you missed that opportunity. So I went and bought two Cornettos from the shop across the road. Original, which came in blue wrapping, and then yeah. the pink strawberry ice cream came in a kind of, well, it was more red, but you knew exactly what was going on. Well, you yeah. didn't know what was going on because I came in and I put the ice cream straight in the freezer without you seeing because you were cooking. And then after dinner, it wasn't until after dinner, I went, by the way, I know what we're having. <laughs> And you were like, "Classic." why didn't you tell me straight away? Didn't I just really flippantly say, oh, by the way, everything's okay with the baby as well? Yeah, you've just, this why whole pregnancy has just been like so off the cuff with you. Throwing pissy sticks at you. Just like, yeah, yeah. By the way, I've just given birth. You're just, I'll come home one day from work. You'll be like, here's the baby. I've given birth. I'll be like, <laughs> why didn't you call me? You'll be like, oh, I didn't think you'd care. I don't want to disturb him. He's with his mates. I send you a WhatsApp of me with the baby. Yeah. Who's that? Our child. What's going on? Oh, I went for the C-section. I didn't think you'd want to come. <laughs> so after dinner, I got the two Cornettos out of the freezer, kept them in their wrapping, blue for a boy and the pink for the girl. And then I said, close your eyes. I'm going to put one of these ice creams in your hand. And yeah, I put the, the pink ice cream down in front of you. You were shocked. I think you were surprised. Yeah, and hungry, so... <laughs> It was a double whammy. You were surprised. But- I was surprised because like, you just don't know. And then as soon as you find out, it's like, okay, so this is the next stage. I've got to be honest. I felt like there was a little bit of disappointment there. No, there wasn't. No? No, no. Hand on heart, promise you. I even apologised, didn't I? Which is ridiculous. Not my fault. It's your sperm. It's your fault. <laughs> Tell us about the family reveal. Oh my goodness. So, so when lockdown lifted for a little while in the summer months, I think it was, when did we go to Somerset and Bristol? August. Late August, maybe early September. Um, we went on a little staycation, a holly stay with the doggies. We went to Somerset and Bath. Mm. And just after that, we went and stayed with my mum and dad for the weekend uh, before I came back to work, before we both came back to work. And I thought it'd be really nice to do a little gender reveal just for my family, a little private affair Bodge isn't a fan of gender reveals. No, not one for me. We've talked about this already. <laughs> so we um, we went to my mum and dad's and I said, look, I've got this helium balloon. It says boy or girl on it. I'll get it filled up with the confetti, the pink or the blue confetti that on the Saturday. And then maybe on the Saturday, it was the bank holiday weekend. Yeah, we were we stayed the night at your parents and then we took the dogs out for a walk. And then we got back in. They went, right, don't come downstairs. Go up to the loft, wait <laughs> yeah. there. I think we were there for an hour. I knew they were planning something. I didn't know what. Oh, yeah, obviously. I could smell sausage rolls. I knew my mum was doing a buffet. Yeah, we got downstairs and what a spread. Oh, it we was had lovely. the cakes, had the whole family there. My mum had bought balloons that spelt baby, uh, helium balloons, up on the fireplace. And um, all my family dressed in the colour, pink or blue, whichever they thought it was going to be. And um, yeah, we popped the balloon, didn't we? Yeah, and then everyone rugby tackled you. I got trampled on. <laughs> It was like that scene in Lion King. It was just, everyone's like over me. The straight stampede. To yeah, the stampede. <laughs> I was trying to climb up out, <laughs> out of the garden. I was just getting pulled back in by the buffalo. Um, it was such a lovely afternoon. And I know you don't like gender reveals, but they were over the moon because... They were, yeah. It was really, no, it was really nice. I wouldn't have liked to do it any bigger. No. You know when there's like tons of family and friends there because it just feels, I, I don't really like, I don't Do really you know like. what, even if we weren't in lockdown, even if it wasn't, you know, even if yeah. things were normal, I would, I just think that's how I would have wanted to do it. Yeah. 
I think it's time we shared what's blown our minds this week, Bodge. What's blown your mind this week, handsome? I tell you what, umbilical cords. <laughs> Talk to me. That was a bit sombre, but they're like magic. They contain stem cells. And I'm going to read this here just so I'm get it right. <laughs> Clinical trials underway at the moment are looking at how cord stem cells can be used to treat conditions such as stroke, rheumatoid arthritis, Parkinson's disease, multiple sclerosis, asthma and cerebral palsy this is what our friends are telling us about it's why they froze yeah. their twin boys umbilical cords yeah madness who knew you could freeze them madness and it's uh, apparently the cord blood is really good couple of couple of odd facts Go about on. the umbilical cord Go for it hit me Japanese mothers keep their children's dried umbilical cords in a special wooden box did your parents ever keep your milk teeth yes probably still have them imagine looking for your milk teeth and you just open it you've got your umbilical cord in I'm, I swear I asked this a while ago, strange things your parents have kept of yours. And I know a few people message me saying my parents still have my dried up umbilical cord. What, your Japanese Instagram followers? <laughs> Everyone in Japan? All of them. One last one. So in Turkey, parents bury the umbilical cord of their child in a place of knowledge to influence their future career. Do you think my mum buried mine in a call centre somewhere? Sales. <laughs> Telephone leads. Little. Your mum will have definitely gone to the nearest Zenith Windows call centre <laughs> and buried the umbilical cord right there underneath the building. With great hopes. She had to. Look at you. I mean, I've never worked for a double glazing sales company, but yeah, it's the. But it's you the are in sales. sales. Leads. Made any leads this week? No, not really. It's quiet at the moment. Blame the pandemic. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. That's umbilical cords in. All right, time for us to skedaddle. Before we do, though, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, uh, do leave us a review because there's every chance we'll read it out on next week's show. Just head to Apple Podcasts where you can also rate us five stars. That would be lovely jubbly, as Del Boy would say. I'll let you start with the reviews. Yeah. Yeah, or you sound like you were getting ready to do a, do it in your best MC voice. Well, Kate said to me, why don't you do the reviews in the, in the MC voice now? Well, and, you know, I, I didn't. You just want you to. You don't have to ask me twice. That, that's not true. Okay. You... Uh, what I'll do, let's do a little roll call. You know, like the old Pirate Radio days. Shout out to the crew locked in. Awesome old 5 You ready? Okay, who we got here? Melanie Smith. Bon Jovi Girl 122. Demi Sue. Demi Sue. She only left one, but I thought I'd echo it. <laughs> <laughs> Madam Crystal, hang tight, Nat the geriatric mum. And then my favourite, I Heart Vegan, who says, kind of no point now, one star. We talked about that last week, we but I just thought I'd give her a shout. <laughs> anyway, if you want to shout out in a silly MC voice, leave us a review. Let's see, there might be an influx now, or no one will care. Oh, man. What? Just your MC voice, mate. It's good, isn't it? No. I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm so sorry for him. The worst bit is that I suggested that you do the shout-outs in your MC voice. Yeah. <laughs> Mistake, gonna want sunship. Answer with a one sunship. So, without <laughs> any further ado, considering it's 20 to midnight and you need to be getting rest, let's go to sleep and let's wrap up this podcast for this week. What's on next week's show? You know. I do know. We booked them. I know. <laughs> You know what? I'm not even going to throw it to you. I'm just going to do this myself. It's just going to be a lot easier. <laughs> it's Fuck a me. very special guest. You would have thought one of us was the professional here. It's a very special guest. It's our first male guest. And he is a dad. And he has got some top dad tips for you, Bodge. I'd be worried if he wasn't a dad, because that would be, I know, it'd be a stretch, wouldn't it? It's the dad episode. I get to ask questions. 
I'm going to find out loads. And I'll just sit back and eat Turkish delight while I watch you gas. Quite possibly. Join us next week. Thank you so much for listening. Till then. Bye-bye. 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 B